welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast. I'm Ben, as always I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connie to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing whether the lack of new Indigo Disc news is a good thing, or should we be worried? And we'll also be pulling together a Pokemon mainline game tier list to give you a definitive answer of which generation is best. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we doing this week? I'm doing all right. Now that uh, the pup has finally settled down and Aww. is not squeaking at me anymore. We've, we tried to get him out of barking to get attention. So he just he squeaks. You know, like when a, the hinge yeah. on a door doesn't quite work properly. It's just like, mm, mm. It's like oh, <laughs> so I, so I so- had to go to the local shop and buy him just all the treats. All the treats. Oh, yeah. Good boy. Good boys get all the treats, right? He does. He's, he's, yeah. He earns it. How many? How many toys? It, it, it is a boy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Marley. How he's got? So he's got loads of toys, and the thing is, when he came to me, he had a big carry bag, like rucksack full of toys. Oh. And he played with maybe about three or four of them. So what I've done is I've just hidden the rest of them, and then every now and then when he gets a bit bored, I'm like, okay, you can get a new toy from the bag. Oh. So I don't have to go out and buy him loads of stuff. Because he's got yeah. it all already. You just reintroduce it, and then some things you'll take away, and he won't see it for months, and then you get to go, oh, look, something new that you've yeah. had for years, but you just don't remember it. And for for those people that maybe haven't owned a dog before or are thinking of getting a dog, don't spend 5, 10, 15 pound on the, oh, that toy looks absolutely adorable, because I can guarantee you most dogs will just shred it to bits yeah. within five minutes. And I've done that before. Don't, don't get squeaky toys. Squeaky toys, uh, they put the dog into kill mode basically yeah yeah so any squeaky toy they will try and get into the squeaker and get it out and you're just destroying all your fluffy toys that way yes yeah, it's, it's not worthwhile doing but people are here to find out our thoughts on pokemon and connor today is what the 17th of uh 15th. november but 15th as, of- as off day of release will be yes. the 17th yes. 17th um so we actually have less than a month till the release of scarlet and violet's second piece of dlc the indigo disc which comes out on the 14th of december we've it's been quite silent on the news and information front yeah the last bit now, of information we got was what that you could they were going to teach you how to fly on your pokemon really was the last bit and you got all the starters yeah and it don't been, think we've seen anything other than that no now, are you concerned about this? Because, and I just kind of want to set the scene here. I want to give you two bits of information. The first is that before we got the teal mask, Game Freak Pokemon Company, whoever, went into, I feel like, a bit of overkill mode of, he's a, he's a load of trailers, here's some, you know, animated shorts with, you know, Sinistar or whatever it's called. Um, but on the flip side of this, Leading up to the second piece of DLC for Generation 8, so Sword and Shield, the Crown Tundra, we only got two trailers. That was it, leading up to it. So they didn't go heavy on the marketing for that either. So with all that in mind, are you concerned? Do you think this is do you good remember, news? Do you remember if we had Dynamax Adventures advertised to us? So... I didn't fully watch the trailers earlier. I kind of skimmed through them, so I that, can't that, that, tell the that answer. That would be my big question, because, again, not having trailers for the second part of um, 
you know, the, the Isle of Armor, not the Isle of Armor, uh, Crown Tundra. Crown Tundra. Kind of makes sense because it was a more story-based bit of DLC, kind of. Not really. I don't know. No, because we had the birds introduced to us, didn't we? We had all the birds yeah. around the, the mega tree introduced, and that was enough to go on. We had the slow bro and the slow king hinted at us. Yeah, no, we had loads of information going into that. But I think that was all what they've done is front-ended of, here's the DLC that you buy as a pack, here's the information, because the birds, the bird information was released before... The, uh, d- when the DLC was announced, it was like, oh, it's two parts, and the second part, here's, here's some, uh, there were photos of the birds, weren't they? Like, yeah, on no, because they, they showed you the production uh, yeah. mock-ups, which is where we got the kind of uh, slow king with its head cut off. We got that photo. Yeah. But I don't think we got the video of the birds until the Crown Tundra was actually coming out, which was them around the big giant tree. Yeah, and you saw that might three be, of them coming in and fighting. That might be one of the trailers then that I kind of skipped through. Yeah, really. We, we have that, the, that was one of the big <laughs> ones, and then I think they also announced to us that it was like the the land that time forgot. So we knew we were going to get all the fossil Pokemon there. Mm-hmm. We knew we were going to get a bunch of new Pokemon that sort of fit that icy theme. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot more shown to us. Whereas at the moment we've got you got your four biomes. You've got Blueberry Academy, where you're going to be able to go up against an Elite Four-ish. You're going to have these uh, extra hangout spaces, hobby rooms, which you get to deck out and invite people over. You've got the new flying mechanic, where you're going to be able to do Superman 64. <laughs> oh, I hope it's better than that game. What What else is there? Like, And then, obviously, the, the bits after blueberry academy where we know we're going back to paldea but we don't know anything about that yeah i I, other than terapagos is is the focus yeah part of me okay okay the 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 optimist in me is thinking well they don't need to do much marketing because they've already they know the numbers of people that have bought the the dlc they already know oh we've you know of x player base what percentage of it has already bought the dlc and because that is maybe quite high, they don't need to invest loads of money in, in marketing because it's just wasted because the people that have already bought it are going to play it. And if they don't play it, well, it doesn't matter because they've already made they've already paid for the, the second half of this DLC. The other side of me is thinking that they don't need to advertise this because any people that haven't bought it are likely doing uh, i haven't bought it and i've spoken to a few people a couple of friends that haven't bought the first piece of dlc because they're waiting to see the reception for the second piece of dlc so what's the point in marketing that when those people aren't maybe aren't going to be enticed by the marketing they're going to be enticed by the review scores and the reviews that come in because it's about getting people talking it's about getting the hype engine going and if you haven't got a hype engine rolling a month before your game, people will assume it's because there's nothing to be hype about. Potentially. That, that, that's my thinking mm-hmm. at this point. Um, mm. And again, it as I said last week, if it's a case of it's all story-based and they don't want to spoil it, that's fine. Yeah. Let me know that. That's what your trailer needs to say. That's what your trailer yeah. needs to tell me. Is like, this is all story-based. All these answers are coming to you. You don't need to know what it's going to be yet but you need to know that they're coming. 
And that would be cheats to pull together because it's literally just you recap the key points from the base game and the teal mask. Then you recap them and then discover the discover the end, discover the uh, you know where the story leads or culminates, whatever language you want to use. Um, the second piece of DLC coming on fourteenth of December. Random That's how you do thought, that. Do mm. you think they're not doing story hints? Because all of the story relates to the end game of Scarlet and Violet within Area Zero, so they don't want to spoil Area Zero to people who have not necessarily picked up the games yet. I because the Crown Tundra was a separate story. Yeah, it wasn't a continuation, was it? It was. Um, I so for instance, they can't even show us what follows through on the teal mask because people might not have played the teal mask yet. As you say, there will be people who will wait until all of this is out and then pick the game up for the first time. Yeah, yeah. and Area Zero I... would not hit as hard if you knew what was coming. Hmm. Okay, so I I'm gonna say no on that, and the reason why I imagine that the we we already know that um Scarlet Violet is is what third or fourth in terms of sale numbers for mainline games. Yeah, like crazy. Sword and Shield, Sword and Shield beats it. Red, Blue, and Yellow beats it, and then there's another game I think beats it as well. So there's, there's three games that beat it. So people have already bought into this game. So I'd imagine that the the number of people that they are going to gain from not marketing this and spoiling it is so minimal. I think that's a bit of a non-factor because it's like okay, l- let's not market this because we might you know annoy a couple of hundred thousand people. Probably not even that many. Whereas, like, say, the hype factor, surely they want to market it because then they get more people that own the base game but thought, nah, okay, this wasn't for me or oh, I feel a bit burnt out from it. You want to market it to get them to go, I'm going to invest even more money into this game. But again, like, you're talking about people who already own the game are already more likely to be converted. Mm-hmm. I think advertising is mostly for going, hey, this game that you've maybe put off until now is now even bigger. Now is the time. You didn't get it last year. This year is the time to get it. This this Christmas is going to mm-hmm. go off. Yeah. I think what we've realized, <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing, we don't know the answer. And I, I know that's part of the fun of speculating, but it, it just raises the question of, like, even if they don't want to invest money in you know, new trailers. Like, mm. just release a couple of press releases, like the new section of the Pokemon website, literally on there, coming in a month. Da-da-da, these are what the things that you can do. Take screenshots from the trailers that you've already done. Feels really weird how there's, like, literally, and, and like, this isn't just us going, they haven't released any trailers. It's, where's the news? I had a quick look on the website earlier, and I couldn't see anything for... The DLC recently. I, I've got a feeling Connor's no, checking 20, right now. 26th of September was their last news update. Okay, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, That was that was after the Teal Mask landed, because Teal Mask that's, landed about yeah, the 13th. And it literally just says, it's out. Please go get it. Mm, or it, it okay. was announcing the bundle pack. There you go. Okay. 26th of September, we got announcement of the bundle pack. This is... I, so... Are you concerned? Because I, the more we're talking about this now, the more I'm a, a little bit concerned. Yeah. I'm back and forth on it, is the honest mm. answer, because part of me thinks they're not showing anything because there's nothing to show. 
which is not unlikely given the state of this game at the moment. Mm. I I want to not believe that. I want to not believe that. But part of me is like, yeah, maybe this feels very much like a thing they do. Yeah. But another part of me is also hoping that it's a case of like, no, this is going to cover a whole load of story which we can't tell you about because people may not have even reached the part of the story that it attaches to yet. Mm. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to get the answer here. I think it it really wouldn't surprise me if we don't have anything to talk about over the next couple of weeks in terms of the DLC until it actually we need lands. something. You'd like to think so. Because we can obviously, we can speculate, we can come up with theories, we can do all that. But a lot of the time, what we'd like to... Like, the Pokemon news that they put out are almost prompts for each each week. And the fact we're not even getting anything like that is blowing my mind a little bit. But, to be fair, though, when hmm. did, when did uh, Teal, Teal Mask actually come out? Late August? I thought it was about 13th September, was it? Off of my head. Uh, it was 13th of September. Okay. Boom! Nice, <laughs> nicely done. Thank we you. got our big drop of news on the 8th of August. Um, so 21st uh, over a month out. So 21st of June, we got a whole bunch of news drop. Mm. And then 8th of August, we got a whole bunch of news drop. And then the 13th of August, we got another news drop. And then 22nd, Poltergeist was released to us. Yeah. So that's, yeah, over a month out. Or just just over a month out, but that I think that goes back to the point I I said earlier on that like at that point no one had bought the DLC or you know they were trying to get people to buy the DLC, but loads of people that have bought the DLC you don't need to advertise for them for the second piece of DLC because the, the like they've already paid for it so monetary wise they've already paid for it so you don't so there's no benefit to marketing to them yes there's a point in marketing in terms of getting them to play that game when it comes out. But new terror type. That was one of the other things I'd completely forgotten about is we're getting a new terror type. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, and this is the problem. Yeah. If you don't keep advertising, these things yeah, will people slip forget. out of people's minds. Because we've got okay, so th- this is what this is what they could do leading up to. We've got this is the first game, I think, with every single starter available, right? I don't mm-hmm. think we've had it. We've definitely not had that on the Switch, okay? Um it's also the introduction of your terror type, like I said, the potential introduction of your your ride Pokemon being able to fly, or at the very least, there is a new gameplay mechanic around that. It's the culmination of the Teal Mask and the mainline game. And there's two, probably 200-odd new Pokemon to unlock as well. Like, Plus the, the new paradox forms of Raikou and um, Cobalion. And, yeah, and not- Terrapagos, and it's multiple forms. Yep, not to mention new Pokemon that might be introduced, such as Duraludon's um, Evolve form as well. There is enough there, and you know what? It's only now that we're saying this out loud that I'm realizing how much of that I'd actually forgotten. Yeah. Because, like say, you, you know, we discussed it on previous podcast episodes, and then you forget about it, because you move on to the next week with other things and life gets in the way. So, you, you know, these things drift to the back of your head. So why aren't they doing more... You know, videos, press releases, 
news like even things and the thing so- is you you keep on top of what already is being announced and riddled or mm-hmm. leaked and things like that so for instance i think a month out even if they're not going to do a big release you give us the diplin evolution if there yeah. is a diplin evolution you give it to us you just go here it is here here's the two worms inside the apple tree or whatever it turns out to be because people have already speculated that there's going to be a diplin evolution mm. so revealing that gets you know that side of the community to go oh we were right isn't it great and it gets another side of the community to go oh look new pokemon cool yeah and you don't need to release too much more than that you just just drip feed just drip feed which is all they need to do leading up to this but they're not even doing that so concerning um should we move on to the tier list yes let's do it let's do it so um, only me and Connor can see this at the moment, but we've basically got one of those things where it's S, A, B, C, D, and we've got a photo of each of the mainland games. We are going to be discussing, arguing, bartering, maybe, <laughs> about which games go to where. Now, are we doing these in release order? Um, I think, so I, I pitched it as a case of, as of day of release, the Nintendo store has their Black Friday sales it. on. So I think if we start with the Switch ones, because if you're looking okay. for uh, a good deal on, say, Christmas presents for someone or something just to treat yourself with, we don't we don't get sales a lot when it comes to Nintendo games. So nope. if there's a sale going on, jump on it. If you haven't picked up these games, now is the time okay. to do so. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, by the way, I will sort out a layout so that you can follow oh, along ace. with this. Oh, thank you. If you're, you're just good. listening you're along, good. don't worry. You'll, we'll, we'll run it through at the end as well. Okay. Full breakdown. So, yeah, which which game are we are we doing the switch in the order of games they release? So yes, start with I Let's Go, so. Eevee and Pikachu. Okay. So I think should we do it in a way that we both say our rating and then we can kind of hash it out? I yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. Um I <laughs> It's somewhere between a B and an A, but I'm I'm half tempted to point in B, to be honest with you, F- only for the reason that it's a rehash of a lot of stuff that we've had before. Yep. If this was, you know, a load of new mechanics, a load of things that we hadn't seen before, this for me would be higher. It'd definitely be an A, potentially pushing into an S. Like, I love this game that much, but I can acknowledge that there's a lot of things that people don't like about this game. So B is where I'd put this. What about you, Connor? Okay. I on I actually think it falls somewhere between a B and a C. Okay. Because I can recognize that it is still one of the best looking games on the Switch. It has some of the best following mechanics. The ride mechanics in it are all great. I think uh you know as a game that feels good to play fantastic Mm. i don't like the fact that we're visiting kanto again i don't like the story that they do through kanto i think trace is an absolute mess and should never (laughs) be introduced to this franchise Uh, i'm personally not a fan of the catching i understand understand that that. that, that, that's that's a give or take it may work for you it may not for me i wouldn't recommend it to a pokemon fan i think this is a good introduction to pokemon Mm. 
And I think for somebody who knows what they're getting into and goes, yeah, I just want to get, I just, I just want a bit of a change. That's fine. I think for everything it introduced for the series, it should be a B, but I think gameplay wise, it dips a little bit. So I think we've landed there. You want to push it up. I want to push it down. Yeah. It's a B. It's a B. It's a B. Yeah. I think that's fair on reflection. It's not the best in this list. It's definitely not the worst in this list. Um, I, it, it feels like a game where if you aren't a fan of Pokemon, but you just want a game that you can jump into and enjoy it, then it feels like an easy, easy game to just go play. You'll get a, a, an understanding of Pokemon, but then you can just move on. And it's great to introduce, as I say, introduce people to the franchise. Uh, the yeah. multiplayer is the best we've ever had. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, Sword and Shield? I, I really like... So, I, do. I, think we, I, think, I think we have to roll these in that everything has its DLC. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Uh, I completely yep. agree with that. Yep. I think so- this is at least an A tier. I understand okay. that the graphics aren't great. I understand okay. that the wild area, eh. it, it is no, what I, it is. It, it is what it is. But I think as a game, as an experience, I think yeah. it's fantastic. I think the yeah. characters are brilliant. I think the Elite Four and the sort of Pokemon League have never felt better. Okay. I think a lot of the designs introduced for new Pokemon in this are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the second best regional decks we've ever had. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And as as a Brit, as somebody who lives yeah. here, I like. I think they nailed the feeling of it. Agreed. Yeah. That that like as a, for somebody that might not have ever been to you know Great Britain and been around a lot of the areas, you might just see it as probably how we see some of the other Pokemon games where you go to locations and you just see a location, you don't necessarily see what it is based on or what it took inspiration from. But, like, say, for us being Brits, like, you can quite clearly go around the areas and go, yeah, that's kind of like Birmingham. Oh, that's that's definitely London. Oh, that's kind of... Like, the the way they've kind of captured what the UK is and put it into a game. Do I think they could have gone further with that? Yes, Definitely, yeah. but I feel like as a snapshot, it works. Also, this game, I, I, and I don't know how, but I have such nostalgia for this game. I don't understand how I have nostalgia for a game that's three years old. It's, it's yeah, no, absolutely bizarre. Now, I take your point. Like the the wild area, like it it works. It works. But let's be honest with you, this is a game where originally the overworld mechanics weren't going to be implemented. So they're kind of, you know, last minute, okay, how do we do all this? And that's why I'm okay to give the wild area a bit of its a bit of a pass slightly because you can tell that was like into crunch time when they developed and I think that. It's a shame that dis- uh, despite the wild area, the game still feels very linear. Yes, but but to be fair, line, a linear Pokemon experience before Pokemon and Scarlet, I would have said, um, I'm over that. I, I don't want linear Pokemon anymore. After seeing the, the issues and downfalls of an open world Pokemon game, it does make me think, oh, I would much rather have like pockets of open world with routes connecting them that kind of allows you to push 
players in a certain direction to prevent what you have with Scarlet and Violet of, okay, you can go anywhere, but not really because some of the Pokemon trainers are overleveled. Okay, what I mean by linear is there's never any time when you go, oh, I'm going to go off and explore. I'm going to take this optional cave route. I'm going to go to this town and and do this gym badge instead of this town and this gym badge, which we had in red and blue. We had in gold and silver. We had, um, you know, all these caves and stuff that you can go, oh, that's not necessary right now, but I'm going to go do it. Mm. You lose Mm. that in sword and shield. And I think you've lost that pretty much across gen eight and nine. Yeah. Okay. Which is weird to say, because gen nine, as you say, is completely open world, but. I never felt there was anywhere that I wanted to go and explore. Anyway, no, different, yeah, different conversation yeah, we'll come yeah, to when we get yeah, to it. Yeah. Um, so you settled on an S or an A, was, is that is, just to I remind me on? I think it's at least an A. I think with Dynamax okay. Adventures rolled in as well, uh, the okay. Crown Tundra, the chasing the birds around, I think it's great. Okay. I I struggle to push it into S. Yeah, I think... I think in a few years it may get there for me. Yeah, I think there's enough... I think there are enough issues and criticisms of Sword and Shield to prevent it to being an S tier. But I, I actually could make an argument that it is A tier. Um, and I know that some people... Because, like, for me, when you think of the criticisms of um, this this game, the graphical issues, which, let's be honest with you, isn't just for this game, and I can separate my gameplay experience from graphical issues for the most part, okay? The, the graphics for me, I would much rather have a fun gameplay loop with good, uh, a well-written story, with good um, character development and music. And Sword and Shield ticks a lot of those boxes for me. Some of the best um, music. Some of the best music in the entire franchise. I And you know what? And the, the point that backs that up is the fact that Scarlet and Violet, when they had to do a gym leader, gym leader theme, they just went that actually slapped really hard in Sword and Shield, so let's just tweak that slightly, because yeah. let's be honest with you, they're never going to... That Sword and Shield, like, gym music, the the, Col- the the Coliseum, the stadium music is phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. I And the, the DLC just adds even more to it. Um, you know, that that point, you know, still one of my top moments in pokemon history is you know you get to the top you have to beat eternatus then zacian and zamazenta appear like like chef's kiss absolutely beautiful let's whack it in a tier and move on i think yeah the villain sucks yeah i think is one thing i'll throw out there the villain sucks Vill- yeah the, vil- the villain isn't as fleshed out as they should be and typical um as you've seen a lot of games that are aimed towards the younger generation they do things that adults wouldn't necessarily do. They would think it out and plan it out a little bit more, but because it's a it's aimed towards children, you have to dumb down what they are doing almost. So yeah, like Rose, unfortunately, yeah, one of the issues that drops it down a little bit. So are we doing what came out next? BDSP, brilliant diamond BDSP, brilliant diamond <laughs> shining pearl. Okay, you know what? This is this is actually going to be a really tough one because, and the reason why is because like when you look at Ruby and Sapphire and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, there's enough to, there's enough differences where you split them as two separate games. BDSP and Diamond and Pearl are so similar that. Like, it almost feels like they have to be in the same tier, but does one of them lose points for being just 
I, I want to say rip off. It's not a rip off because they own it, but it a is rehash. basically a rehash. Yeah, that's a better word. Like I, because this game, I enjoyed this game. I appreciate this game. I had fun with this game, but I can acknowledge this. It is just Diamond and Pearl with a paint job. But does it lose points yeah. for that? Because it it functions as a game. It works. The thing is, I th- it's a difficult one because it's not a bad game in its own right. Mm. It's it's perfectly yeah. functional and satisfies exactly what it went out to do, which was to be a Diamond and Pearl remake. Remake, like it, yeah. It, 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 it touches up and just goes, there you go, have the game again. Yeah. This is this it, is a difficult it, one. That, that in and of itself is not a bad thing. I think we as a fan base went, well... That's not. I don't want to pay for this game again that I've played so many years ago that just yeah. looks three D. Mm. But I think for somebody who's maybe never played any of them, it's... and this is the difficult part because I'd recommend <laughs> this over Diamond and Pearl, but I'd recommend Platinum over either yeah. of them. Yeah. So I don't think it's. Oh, I know people are going to kick off about this. I don't think it's D. I don't, no, I, I, don't. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I I th- I think it's C, but I think yeah. Diamond and Pearl is as well. I think if okay, if you separate the fan discourse around this, mm-hmm. it's a B. But if you take that into consideration and the valid criticisms of that, I think it drops down to a C. I don't know. I just I've never been that big of a fan of Sinnoh. No, okay. I I <laughs> think the Sinnoh okay. games are lacking to interesting to okay okay i just find them a fairly boring playthrough cannot wait wrong, for the comments Cynthia's fantastic <laughs> yeah the starters are all great and you get that as i say it's non-linear you get to go here there and everywhere mm-hmm. whilst you go on this journey but it just feels slow and considering that brilliant diamond shining pearl speeds up the gameplay massively and it still feels slow I just, I, I, it, it is, it's a C tier for me. Okay, let's point, I think I'm happy with C. Let's whack it in there, it's C tier. Okay, Legends Arceus. Now, I, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I am confident enough <laughs> to say this is S. Like, I, I have to. had, I have had, I can, again, I can acknowledge your criticisms, but from a, Okay, when when I when I'm looking at this tier list, I'm trying to factor in a lot of different things. Okay, you, you're factoring in the gameplay. Like, is it enjoyable? You're factoring in the gameplay loop. Does it keep you coming back? Does it help to push the gaming experience or Pokemon as a series forward? Then you have to take into account the characters, the development, the story. Like, there's so much to take in into account when you when you're pushing these games into one of these tiers. And for me, Legends Arceus did a lot of what I wanted for a Pokemon game. It pushed it forward. It tried something new. It it was the first game that went true, I say true open world, semi-open world. And, you know, I'm, I maintain that that's what they should do for Gen 10. They shouldn't go full open world, do little pockets of open worlds, so like mini open worlds almost. You know, it's got great characters. It's got a, you know, it, it does... The end game battles are fantastic. The it, you know the rest of the battles throughout the game, I can acknowledge there aren't very many of them, which is what you want. But that game for me was built on the loop of completing the Pokedex and not necessarily the battles. Um, 
I think I just think there's so much in this game to push it to an an, an ST, and I'm really curious as to your thoughts on this. I'm I'm struggling hard not to stick it in S because I just listened to all the things that you're considering as factors, and I'm like, well, Legends Arceus has an offering for every single one of them, and not yeah. every game on this list does. Not every mm-hmm. game can go. Oh, you want a gameplay experience? Here's a gameplay experience. Oh, you want good music? Here's good music. Oh, you want good story? Here's good story. Oh, you want great characters? Here's great characters. Oh, you want lots of Pokemon doing the interesting things? Here you go. And it's the only game with actual side quests. So yeah, it is the most fun I have had and the best experience I have had with Pokemon in many, many years. So I think I would struggle not to put it in an S. Yeah, and I think the only, one of the only things I can think of that hold so so there, there are only for me two valid criticisms of Legends Arceus. One of them is the lack of battling, i.e., you know, a lot of the battles are pretty easy or non-existent until the the end of that game. Okay, but again, I'm okay with that because for me, that's not what it's sold on. It's sold on no, it's about completing the Pokedex, and it's set in a time where most people didn't have pokemon so i'm okay with that and the other thing is the graphical limitations but let's be honest with you if we're talking about graphical limitations it's going to impact on scarlet and violet it's going to impact on you know a, a lot of the switch games actually weirdly but then I mean, how realistically do you... even if you compare like any pokemon game to other mm. games that were out at the time on the same console They've never looked good. <laughs> no, agreed. Yeah, they're always behind the behind the curve, aren't they? In terms of you know graphical uh, presentation. So yeah, S tier. Yeah, S tier. Yeah, as I say, the pop in's not great, and as you say, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of battling. But the battle in it is the best battle yeah. in any Pokemon game ever. Fight me. Agreed. Like that fight. <laughs> that fight. The final fight we're talking about with Volo. Yeah. yeah. Like the fantastic, honestly, like it's it's like Volo is cheating. The fact that oh Giratina, oh yeah, Giratina again. Like, hold on a second, wait, what? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Man has eight Pokemon, and everybody else cheats. Yeah. Everybody else cheats. Yeah, You're yeah, fighting multiple yeah. Pokemon at once. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's anyway. fantastic. Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. We've had a we've had a lot to say on this game over the last couple of months, and. I will remind us again what our initial views on it were, which were it struggles in a lot of places. It's graphically not great. It's very buggy. But at the time, we said it's one of the most fun we've had with Pokemon in a long while. Do you still feel the same? I I, I do. Even after all this time, yeah, you know, there are limitations and issues with that game that don't take away from it being a fun experience, but doesn't help to elevate it to the true fun experience it could have been. Um, now, a where question we for po- you, real quickly. Mm. Have you replayed it yet? Uh, I have. So I've, re- I've played it through to completion, not including the DLC, three times. But I must admit that the two other times that i no, wait, I've I've completed it four times. Ignore me. I've completed it four times. Um two of those were um just run throughs for challenge videos. So I didn't really experience do a lot. you were doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was doing it, but I must admit that doing challenge videos does give you a fresh insight sometimes on some of the uh the fact that like, you know when typically people complain, oh Pokemon's too easy. Yeah, because 
you know, we're at the stage where we know the Pokemon, we know the typings, we know the moves, we know what's super effective, we know what's no effect, not very effective. Once you're forced to try and beat a game despite those limitations, suddenly, like, I, I can enjoy battles that are, you know, they're one-sided against me. So I, so I learned something from doing those challenges, and I did actually enjoy parts of those fights because of that feeling you get when you do it um now i the question i've got for you is obviously we've got s to d tier are we saying so for me is d tier basically like like what on this list is basically is it just playable is there an e and f but we're saying none of these games are e and f because they're all playable they're all they're, they're all standard. playable. I think this list is very much like if you had to go and pick one up right now, okay. what should you go and play for the best experience? And I think for me, the only thing that's really going into D tier is red and blue because it's not the game you pick up to play through Kanto. I think they were okay. fantastic for their time, but if you're trying to tell someone to go play Pokemon now, you don't tell them to go play red and blue. Okay. They're, they're a mess. Yeah. <laughs> they, okay. Bear, they, okay. They, they hold together with duct tape and shoestring. Okay. Fantastic I... games, but that's that's kind of what I consider D tier. It's not okay. not bad games. None of these are bad games. Bad games. No. No. Well, it, okay, right. I so Scarlet and Violet, I'm coming down I think C. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, you go I need some time to mull on this and think what and So it's a, so it's a difficult one because I have yeah. played through I've been playing through Scarlet and Violet again um to get recordings of it for videos and stuff and i have not had that same feeling you know i played through it the okay. first time over a course of a weekend and was really taken aback by it and was like oh I, it has flaws but i'm having fun here i'm having lots of fun you know the team star fights were very different but then i think about it i'm like well that's the team star fights but then they're kind of the same each time and the raid on the base really isn't that fun. It's not. It's the it's, el- the elite four. The characters are fun, but the actual fights are and the setting and everything is is kind of garbage. And the thing is, I think you when you, we went into that review, we walked we not long walked away from Area Zero, mm. which hits hard, but only once. And yeah. Having sat with it, it kind of annoys me more than it does impress me because it introduces all these questions that we still haven't had answers to. Mm. Now, it's difficult because, again, you know, Sword and Shield gets its DLC. Scarlet and Violet hasn't had its DLC completed yet. But I don't think the Teal Mask bumps it for me very much, if at all. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. That no matter where you put this in whichever category, adding the teal mask doesn't elevate it like Sword and Shield's second piece of DLC. I could argue would elevate it because you know it, it allows you to it brings that replayability, brings that you know the gameplay loop like that we've just spoken about with Legends Arc is that gameplay loop of you get the items to craft the Pokeballs to catch the Pokemon to get more items to craft like that amazing gameplay loop. Scarlet and Violet, what is the gameplay loop there? There, there, there isn't really yeah. one. Like, it, and the it's thing a lot- is, yeah, the Titan fights aren't even that great either because you've shown yourself that you don't even need to be a part of them. 
No, I've won fight. So for those that don't know, I have beaten some of the Titan fights without when my Pokemon dies on turn one because of the challenge video, and Arvin just solos them. Like, it, it, like you're a non-factor in some of the battles and a non-factor in a lot of the story when you think about it. Like, you could remove your character and, like, I'd imagine events would play out slightly differently, but they would still come to the same conclusion, I feel. Um, I, uh, I, I'm struck. It's, it's one of those, again, where it's like a C plus. Okay. C okay. plus, I think it might nudge into B. Okay. Above or below, let's go Pikachu. Oh, you really want it in C. You really want it in C, don't you? <laughs> so if if I was to so if I had to rank these, it would be between BDSP and Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. It would be it would nicely slot into there, I think. Um So top of C or bottom of B. That's the choice. <laughs> um okay. I'm going to say, okay, this might be controversial because it's not a completed game yet. We still got a piece of DLC. I personally think you put it in C. It's high C, and the DLC could potentially bump it up into B. I agree. I'll take that. I think yep. it's top of C. It could be bumped into B, depending on what we get from Indigo Disc. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And now oh, we get to go all the way back and start at the very beginning, and I already give my spoilers Is that what for we this do? one, okay. I think. <laughs> Red and blue okay. are D. <laughs> the D tier. Okay. They're, they're okay. great. They are fantastic yeah, they games. Are. They were fun at the time, but you're not going to go back and play these today. You're just not. I mean, so, unless you're speed running, mm-hmm. which fair okay. enough, but then that's a very specific category. If you're just looking for the gameplay experience, you're not playing these games. Okay, it, like, like the nost- this nostalgic person in me wants to say, oh, the- these are these are eighty. I can acknowledge they're not eighty. I have played enough of these games since I was. I've I've played these so many times since I was a child, and the more you play them, the more you realize just how held together they are by sticky tape blue tack and god knows what else like these games are fundamentally broken but but i still think you have to give them at least points for what they bought to the franchise the sticking power of generation one the fact that it enabled what came after now I don't think that pushes it up into an S and I and I don't think it's an A. I personally think that there is still value of going, okay, so you've played one of the other games. Do you want to see where it started? Here's where I recommend you start. And I honestly think I I I'd argue put it in the B tier, but I know that you're not gonna go for that. So should we say C tier? Because I feel okay, like Okay, here, here's here's my counter argument. Okay. Is yellow gonna be better? I think yellow's at least a yeah. tier better. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Yeah. Um, so are you telling me that yellow, yellow is an A tier game? It's just not. Yellow's a C at best. <laughs> and, I, and I love yellow. Okay. I think it's great. But the games are ugly. <laughs> By today's standard, the games are ugly. The sprites are horrendous. The music still slaps, but it Fire Red and Leaf Green offer so much of what this game does and more and are just the games you're going to pick up if you want to play through Kanto. Okay. Are they, were these phenomenal for the time? Yes. Have yes. I got nostalgia for yes. them? Yes. Did they introduce the franchise as a whole? Yes. 
Do they deserve praise for that? Yes. But is that what we're rating today? No. The, the, okay. the ranking system is, <laughs> okay. do you okay. recommend these games to people? And I just, and I just don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So... So I will the, give you C. I will give you C. I will okay, give them okay, just, yes. just points, okay, let's give points C. for innovation. Yeah. yeah, okay, let's give C. I feel like I can cope with that. If I saw five red and blue and D, I think I'd go crazy. Okay, Pokemon Yellow. Um, this was actually my first Pokemon game. It wasn't red and blue. It was Pokemon Yellow, and then I went back and played Pokemon Red through to completion as well. Um, Pokemon Yellow, yeah, like, like you say, for... for there's a reason I chose yellow over red, and because I, I I literally on my birthday went to the shops and oh no, we've only got red in. Oh okay, well I want to wait till yellow. Okay, well you have to wait a couple of days till we can go to the shop. And I made that choice because I had nostalgia for this for Pokemon Yellow because I was watching the anime at the time, and the fact that the game follows closely ish, you know, it takes elements from the from the anime, and it elevates the experience a bit more i think but it's definitely below fire red and leaf green because fire and leaf green bought a load of the benefits of new hardware you know full color abilities there was there was a you know sorting out some of the issues that we had in the first couple of generations for that like i i actually think that you could argue that this goes in the b tier sits alongside let's go pikachu and eevee but i will admit if i had to choose one of the two to recommend it would be let's go pikachu over okay. i Pokemon i 100 think it falls below let's go pikachu and eevee mm-hmm. i think it is 100 better than red and blue um the sprite work is better in a lot of ways i think having pikachu follow you around is good fun and it was the first time we had that in the games uh the fact that you can get all the starters Oh yes, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think a lot of the changes to the gym battle fights were necessarily great, but it's different and and that's fun. Yeah, some of it actually makes it worse, like Sabrina's gym, for example. Yeah, yeah. Which one has the Venomoth in that? Because they swap, don't they? Koga has the Venomoth in that, and Red and Blue Sabrina has the Venomoth. Yeah. So, I think some places it fails, some places it stacks up. I will give you B because I argued you so far down on red and blue. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. I, I will concede here. By the way, while we're doing this, do we want to do it where... So we're rating which tier they're going. Do we want to rate the, rate the individual uh, tiers? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, as I say, for our audio listeners only, at the end, I think we should go these as top to yeah. best to worst Pokemon games. Okay. I like or that. Best idea. to so- least best, re- realistically. Because there aren't... As we say, all these Pokemon games are great. We wouldn't be talking about them if they weren't great. <laughs> Gold and silver. Oh, okay. Is okay. Gold and silver bought a load of additional features that weren't mm-hmm. in the original. So held items, day and night cycle, which impacts on the Pokemon that are you can find in the wild. Uh, the first game with a an amazing post game like po- like gen one has a post game gen two has a post game like it is ridiculous what you can do in that um but saying all that it still has some of the criticisms of gen one in terms of the hardware it's on you know the difficulty in getting it i think i would put this into b solely because heart gold and soul silver exists 
which you can nudge up. Yes, I think Hartcorn Soul Silver is going to ride a much higher line. I think Golden Silver, and it may purely be nostalgia talking. This mm. has been my favorite region and generation for many, many years. I think it's top of B. Okay. Yeah. At least I, compared I mean, to what I, we have at the moment, I think I yeah. rate it more than Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I would go back and play this. But would you recommend someone else go back and play this over Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee? Yes. Okay. It, it, I, to, to a Pokemon fan, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's whack that in there then. Yeah. Oh. And then you've yeah. got Crystal. Our, our first, well, no, yellow. See, it's difficult because I don't consider yellow as like a third version because it does enough different. Yeah. Whereas Crystal, Crystal is very much, it's, it's a third version. Yeah. It's like, Crystal... oh, we changed up the legendary kind of, and there's a little bit of story related to them and that's it. Crystal for me is um, it go. I don't think it did enough to elevate it. So for me, crystals like crystal, gold and silver kind of all clumped together. So it just going B for me. It just naturally fits into B uh, below gold and silver. I yeah, I mean, I, I think back to it and I try and work out what it adds other than. You get the little bit of story with Sweet Coon and You Sween, but yeah, that's, that's not I even can't... really fleshed out until Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yeah, yeah I know. I th- I, I think you're right. I think I would go Gold and Silver over this because then you've got yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ruby and Sapphire. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, again, Ruby and Sapphire. There is a reason why this game is still played. There's a reason why so many ROM hacks are based on this game because it has such a strong foundation, such a strong, um, str- yeah, strong foundation that you can just add to and build to. Now, but we have to, we have to. I'm just kind of setting the scene there because obviously we're not talking about ROM hacks or anything else like that. But what I'm trying no, to but the say hold is. Up. Yeah, the graphics hold up. Yes, the graphics hold up. The music still holds up. Like Owen's music soundtrack. If you love trumpets, you're gonna lo- you're gonna love this soundtrack. Um, it's got you know strong gym leaders. The gym leaders aren't as much of a pushover as they were in the first couple of generations. Uh, Steven is the first champion that actually integrates into the story and supports you on your journey. Um, there is a post game there mm, as well. Silver Lance, Lance is about in the story. He is, isn't he? Yes, you're right. Because he helps you um, through the rocket hideouts and stuff like that. You're right. Um, I th- I think Ruby and Sapphire, because of what it added, what it still adds to this day, I think it's an A tier. Okay. I'm going to disagree. I'm okay. going to say it's B tier, and I actually think it's lower than Crystal. Go on, I want to hear this. Go on. Yeah. So, yes, it introduced a lot that is still within the franchises. The addition of abilities, the colors in this game are fantastic. As you say, the music's great. And as as we mentioned, like this is this is fundamental Pokemon design. It, it, it kind of it gets incrementally better from here, but this is as far back as you can go and go. Yeah, this still looks playable. Hmm. I think Ruby and Sapphire struggles because Hoenn is not that fun to go through. 
Okay. Which, which is good. Right. How do I say okay. this? Because yes, it's a please, difficult how one. Do you say because, this? because here's the thing. I think Ruby and Sapphire is worse than Crystal, but I think Emerald's A tier. I think what? Emerald okay. adds enough with both teams being okay. involved in the story and you getting to go and meet Rayquaza early on and okay. all that integrated, integrated in there. I think the change up to the gyms is better i just think emerald is that much of a better game and don't get me wrong ruby and sapphire and emerald gen 3 games are a tier okay as a recommendation but i don't know if i tell someone to go and play ruby and sapphire i i just say go play emerald i i agree that i would say go play emerald over ruby and sapphire but i don't think because emerald is better than ruby and sapphire and you would recommend that more it pushes ruby and sapphire down it's here so you say that you know ruby and sapphire you know hoenn isn't a fun region to explore i think it's one of the most funnest regions to explore because there is a little bit of backtracking but not to the point of bdsp or you know diamond and pearl the fact that it imp- implemented overworld weather which we'd never seen before so when it isn't just a oh a new route it's oh it's a new route with rain and the impact that has oh a new route and you know you're walking through the suit and it's all popping up you know you get to go to the top of a mountain instead of walking through you go on that escalator you've got the 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 oceans where it isn't just a i'm going through the ocean it's oh you've got to figure out the the pattern as well um you know loads of it has a lot of things that later gens don't have where oh you need to go through a to b but you can also go off the beaten path like the fact that you know at the start of the game you go to brawley's gym and then back over to um slateport city and then later on it rewards you for going back and exploring those regions those areas because you get the the ship wreck that's there and you get to explore those regions that you didn't get to do you get to you know the first time you track down one of the um the caves that's closed and you load it up and it's got braille you're like what is what is this i think it's a very fun region to explore and maybe that's a, a bit of nostalgia for me but no, there's you're a right. lot there's a lot you're of right. features in terms of the world that is lacking in later generations which i think elevates this game yeah you make you make valid points um... I, I i i think all of gen 3 goes into a but emerald goes above ruby and sapphire all right. I don't, uh, all right, all right, fine. Because yeah. I don't think there's enough in Emerald to elevate it to S tier, even though I want it, it to. It moves Steven to post-game. Which I actually... Steven is a far better fight post-game. Don't get me wrong, a, I don't think Wallace is the right champion. Agrees. Because we've got an 8th gym water-type trainer and an yep. Elite 4 champion water-type trainer. I think that's yep. rough. I think it speaks a lot for Hoenn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot about that that region um but yeah i think steven being a post-fight game makes it better mm-hmm. okay do do we do we want to rearrange the at because at the moment we've got sword and shield then we've got uh, emerald then we've got ruby and sapphire do we think emerald jumps above sword and shield no i don't okay. think it does okay i don't think it does no okay i i'm i'm debating in my head but i'm also okay with if you had to recommend sword and shield or pokemon emerald to either a first time player or someone new to pokemon or someone that's got the switch for the first time i think there's enough in sword and shield to go yeah play that first there's 
there's another Hoenn game that's going above. Sort of. Oh yeah, definitely one hundred percent. I know exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I can't wait to get to the three DS era. Honestly, it is <laughs> such it really a strong is one era. Of the strongest eras. Yeah, um, it is. Right, fire red, leaf green. Okay, I um, <laughs> I, I'm half tempted to put this straight into S because yeah, of the reasons. It, we, it is, isn't it? It is it the is. quintessential Canto playthrough. It is like if you want to, if you, if somebody came to you and said. Don't worry about gameplay. Don't worry about hardware. I can play any of the Pokemon games, and I want to journey through the Kanto region. It's fire. Well, even that, green. just where do I start? Where do I yeah. start with Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fire red, leaf green. Yeah, that is the, the starting point, but better. Yeah, I, I agreed. I I honestly think it goes into ST because it fixed a lot of the issues that Gen One had. Um, while bringing a lot of the mechanics and improvements from Gen 3 into that game. I it, it's, I think you can, if you separate the nostalgia from it, you can still enjoy and experience that game and acknowledge that it has a lot of positives for it. Mm-hmm. S-tier? It is, it is towards easy. the bottom of S-tier, I think, though. Yeah, I yeah I agree. So if you had to recommend either Legends Arceus or Fire Red Leap Green, which one? Oh, would Legends it be? Arceus. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Right. That was easy. I mean, they're for di- <laughs> they're for different audiences, but Legends yep. Arceus. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl. Now I've already oh. pitched this. I think I think it goes below Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. I just think the games are yeah lacking. Yeah, and we've both these were the games that we both dropped off Pokemon with right yeah these were kind of the last ones we went hey, i might be done with this now and maybe that's because i went to university and i discovered things but part of me thinks if it had been a stronger game then i might have it would have held me um and like you say if you had to recommend you know someone comes up to you and you go i want a pokemon game and you have a choice between bdsp and diamond and pearl it's bdsp it, they just do what the base game did just better. Yeah, it's simple as that. I think it's a, that's just a really easy and they're really slow choice. They're really, yeah. really slow, ridiculously so. Yep. Okay. Platinum. Platinum. Oh, is I think this is an eight-year game. Okay. I think I... it jumps so much. I think the gym challenges gets shuffled up. Okay. The Pokemon get changed out. The Pokemon available to you get changed up. The Distortion World storyline is phenomenal. I think this is the way to play through Sinnoh and is the mm-hmm. only time I've ever had fun in Sinnoh. And I think for that, it, okay. it holds a really strong spot for me. Okay. I've only played this game once and it was about oh four, seven or eight years ago. So I um, I know the bare minimum about this. But what I, I don't remember... I remember playing it and actually enjoying it at the time despite the fact that Diamond and Pearl made me drop off the series. So I'm happy to go, yeah, it's definitely, it's out of CT, it's surpassed CT easily. I I don't think I know enough or can combat any criticisms enough to kind of argue, oh, it should be in B tier, so I'm happy for it to go in A tier. Okay, I, I, I appreciate that. I think it changes up the way you move through the region, Yes, I remember that. Feel less backtracky. Yeah, because they moved. Otherwise, it's in Diamond and Pearl. 
because the ghost you, gym you leaders... You which one the third gym is. You do the ghost yes. gym as the third gym instead, yes. and it completely rewrites how you travel through the region and makes yep. it so much better. There we go. So uh, plat- So at the moment in A tier, we have Sword and Shield, then Emerald, then Ruby and Sapphire, and it, currently we've got thingy there at the bottom, uh, do you, Platinum. Do you, do you put Platinum, mm, platinum I, okay. or Emerald? I, I, I don't know. I've played Emerald so many times. It's such an easy game to pick up. I I'm, personally... I would put it over Ruby and Sapphire? Agreed, but Emerald over that. Yep. Yes. I'd, I'd be okay I, with that. I, I, will, I, will, I will play that game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Heart Gold, Soul Silver. I mean, it's an S tier game. I, I I don't even care what you say. It's an S tier game. It's it's okay. fantastic. It is there's a reason why a lot of the fan base consider this the best game of all time. The following Pokemon has never been done better. Maybe let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, mm. It just it brought so much to the franchise. Kanto gets fleshed out a lot more. As mm. I say, you get the the crystal roll in with the Usine storyline. As remakes go, they're some of the best. Yeah, like when I think of Heart Gold and Soul Silver, there's only one criticism I think that stops it from being the perfect Pokemon experience, and that is the level curve. The level curve in it is broken. It was broken in the original. It's broken in the remake. No, it's, um, they fixed it a lot in the remake. They fixed it they? a lot in the remake. Yes, they did. Okay. The level curves are, it's still not perfect because Kanto no. still exists. Yeah. But compared to what it was in Gold and Silver, it's infinitely better. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, let's put this in S tier. Like, it, it has to go into S tier. Now, I, I I still don't think, and I might be showing my bias here, I still don't think it's better than Legends of Arceus, but... Fire compared to Fire Red Leaf Green. Now this is going to be a conversation because <laughs> depends on what day I'm. I'm you, you know, I, I play these because I could argue either one of them is better on on different things. And, and it's I don't I know think if you. <laughs> here's the thing: it's okay. Fire Red Leaf Green is a great Pokemon experience, but I can also beat those games in about six hours. Okay. Start to finish. Whereas Heart Gold Soul Silver is a longer experience and has a lot more to offer. And I guess more replayability. Uh because you've got two regions to go through. Fire Fire Red and Leaf Green is other than that, center point is very linear, whereas Heart Gold Soul Silver has a bit more flexibility in terms of where you can go. Ish. Um, They've both still ish. got one point in the game when you can do about three gyms in any order. Yeah. Yeah. I think gold and silver is a. That's the thing because gold and silver, you have those three gyms. You have um, the steel gym, the ice gym, yep. and the fighting gym. All of which yep. you can do basically in any order. And in gold and silver, I think there's like three levels between them or something. Yeah, if that. Yeah, um, they're really so close. You really, you really could do them in any <clears throat> order. Whereas gold, heart, gold, soul, silver bumps that level a little bit mm. further to make it more of a linear option, but you can still do whichever one you want. Yeah. I I think yeah, Heart Gold Soul Silver above Fire Red Leaf Green. Yeah. I think so. But it it is like it it nudges. <laughs> it's it's got it's got just a little sprinkling 
of stuff yeah. on top. It's a little, a little bit, of, a little bit of gold dust. It's that you know those little fine gold flecks you get that makes oh yeah things yeah. more expensive. That's that's what hot gold that's silver is on top of fire yep. red leaf green. I like that. Yep, that works for me. Black and white. Oh, okay. Um, this was a game that I didn't come, I didn't play until uh, I don't know about eight years, a few ago, years something ago? like that. Yeah, oh, wow, eight yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's when I, it's when I, it, so I got back into Pokemon, decided I was going to complete living decks, bought 3DS, bought uh, Pokemon X, then uh, Omega Ruby, and then I was like, I'm going to go back even further, and I played through Black. And one of the, one of the things I think other people criticize, but I absolutely love about this, is the fact that as a play returns to the franchise, your default response for most people, I think, is to go, I'm going to pick the mods that I know. You don't get that option in Gen 5. To its credit, it goes, no, all those Pokemon that you've used in the first four generations, now they're post-game. You've, yeah, you've it's got, got the got widest it. decks of new Pokemon and makes you use them. Yeah, which is what I really like that about that That being game. said, though, the, yeah. variety, the variety available to you early on is not good. No, agreed. Like, it's, do you want a Lillipop? Do you want a Patrat? Do you want a, what's the bird? I forget the bird. Piddov. <laughs> basically Pidov. just a pi- yeah. pigeon. Uh, like, you can, you can have those, and then yeah. you can maybe pick up a rog and roller once you go into the cave. Mm. That's it. Have fun with those. Yeah. <laughs> that's and then, all you're getting for a while. And there isn't many fire types either. If you don't pick the fire starter or use Pansia, um, you're in trouble. Yeah, the elemental monkeys being given to you, eh. They're not great They're designs. Terrible. I think black and uh, the Unovan designs are ones that have grown on me more over the years. I think they got a lot of hate very early on because mm. Vanillish and you know I don't think that um, P Dub's Final of Evolution Unpheasant looks that great. Oh, I love that design. I, the, oh, the, do the, you? No, I the think, male I think one, it's rough. The, the female one I, I dislike, but the male one I just love. It's like, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, I, I go back and forth on a lot of them. I okay. think Watch Hawk is the ugliest rodent we've had. Yeah. Like Gen 1, uh, Route 1 rodent. Yep. However, Agreed. it also has Braviary. It also has uh, these dragons look fantastic. Um, I haven't got them off the top of my head now that I've started talking about them. Mr. Ram and Zekrom. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of other other designs. A lot of them are fantastic. A lot of them are really, really good designs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've not even spoken about N as a character. Arguably... Because the story and character are the biggest part of these games. Yeah. The biggest reason I recommend them to people. Yeah. Honestly, like if you had to, you know, if you had to cherry pick elements from each Pokemon game to craft the perfect Pokemon experience, I think, I think N and the story of Gen 5 is so strong that you could argue that you'd pick that. I think there's one that there are stories and bad guys I prefer more from a nostalgic point of view. But if I have to take that away, I kind of feel like that story for N which continues in the sequel, is so strong. Um, I oh, Yeah, what what else have we got for black and white? The, we've got the gym leaders being a bit more influential, which we didn't get. Yeah, no, they nice all come see them. play at the t- end. However, this is the start of gym leaders not having fully kitted out teams. 
Yeah, they become yeah, they've they all start got like three Pokemon. Yeah. And some and of them don't even, even have the Elite Four have like five. Yeah. No, the Elite Four have four in this game, don't they? Yeah, so not great, but at the same time, some of those Pokemon are unbelievably strong as a response to it. Yeah. Like you 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 nuzlock through black and white and tell me how you died to Excadrill. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, you have a fair point. I think they're really strong. I think the story holds them in such high regard for me. I've never had a Pokemon experience like it. This game yeah. brought me to tears multiple times. Oh and yeah, we've not even hate I've never hated a villain more than the yeah. moment I walked into that creepy room where he was keeping Yes. Him. I know. And we we've not even spoken about Bianca's moments with the father and it's that great. that story. And one of the things that we've spoken about in previous uh, podcast episodes is this was the game where they they nailed the sprites. It was like, oh no, the sprites are moving. They they feel alive and feel more alive than a lot of the 3D models that we have in later games. Um, I are we saying this is S tier or are we saying it's A tier? It, it, mm, it, it tickles it, doesn't it? it it's 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 definitely at least an A. Could I say this is an S tier? I think I could. Uh, yeah, I think agreed. I could actually. I think if somebody again as a recommendation, yeah, you know, you're like, oh, Legends Arceus if you want something different, Heart Gold Soul Silver if you want a fantastic playthrough, uh, Fire Red Leaf Green if you want to see where it all started. But yeah, well done. Black and White if you want one of the best stories Pokemon's ever told. I think for for a recommendation tier list i think it does it it sits in s for me yeah i'm okay with that i i am okay with that the question now becomes where we place it among the three other challenges for top top tier so we've got legends arcus heart gold soul silver fire red leaf green it's um, so difficult because i think heart gold soul silver and fire red leaf green i would pick up and play again before this that but is I would, but for me that's from a nostalgic point of view. Is that the same for you? I think the actual playthrough is more fun. Mm-hmm. I think this is a better it's it's a more in-depth experience, and I have to be kind of ready for that. I have to be like, okay, I'm 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 sitting down to play black and white. Yeah, like it's more of a experience yeah like, it's it's it, you it's you're engaged with it yes but it's, it's, also... there, you can turn your brain off it's yes like certain certain games you can turn your brain off and just play yep. this isn't yep. one of those i would do that with if i'm going mm. to play black and white is because i want to play black and white agreed agreed but despite all that positive praise i think it's still lower than fire red and leaf green it's the lowest of the s tier which isn't a bad thing like it, it's it's because the games in the st are, are all such definitive defining versions of pokemon that you know it, it's that's why um black i mean i've black, sung my praise sorry just one final on. thing i've sung my praises enough about this by saying i don't want a remake yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah stands up so well on its own that i do not want them to remake it uh, i yeah yeah, yeah. Black and white two. So black two, white two. I've only played this once. 
and this is a difficult one because it's it's on it's the only sequel in this mm-hmm. entire list which complicates matters i don't the choice of pokemon is better it right. fixes okay. that issue where we talked about uh, yeah. early root Pokemon and things not being available to you. It widens the Pokedex, introduces a lot of older Pokemon back into the franchise again. I still don't know. Mm. I don't rate it as high as black and white. I don't I know enough. For... Worse. Okay, I don't know enough about it, but I I must give them credit from the game when I did play it. That you know we could have just had a rehash of you start in the same. You know, town, you go through the same adventure. You don't. You start on the opposite side of the map and you, you know, it's not even the same eight gyms. There's two different gyms off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you start in the same town, but you go the you other go way right. around. right. That's it. Yes. Um, which, you know, you got to give them credit for that. Um, introduced other elements such as the, is it the World Champion Tournament or World yeah, Championship or something like that? Yeah, great. Don't get me wrong. As a post-game thing, that's fantastic. And we didn't talk mm. about post-game when it came to, like, Emerald and things. Uh, which is a shame because that really does boost Emerald that much higher than Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Uh, so, so Black and White Two is is one of the ga- those games where I I could point low S high A based on my naivety because I don't know enough about it, but I know enough to say it is a good Pokemon experience. See, I will give it high A simply mm-hmm. because the story's good but I don't think it's anywhere near as good as it is in the original. I think that game touched me in a way that no other Pokemon game has. And okay. Black and White 2, getting to see those characters three years on was great. Yeah. But I hate Hugh. I hate <laughs> Hugh as a rival. I think he's the <laughs> yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Team Plasma being pirates now. Fun. Yeah. But I definitely don't different. think they're their goals and their reasoning behind everything and their impact on Unova as a whole is as strong as it is in the original. Mm. Mm. So for me, I think it's A tier rather than S and I'd probably, where do you put it in? I, okay. So this might be controversial. I don't know. So the fact that, okay, we're, we're talking about like, oh, recommending this to somebody i actually think it goes below platinum and the reason why is because it's not a case of you if you had to recommend it you couldn't just go yeah pick up on black and white too no you'd have to go no you need to play black How and do white you play first black? yeah i think it goes i yeah i think it goes below platinum which is, is I, I, sh- I was definitely looking at it either side of platinum okay so i think plat- I, platinum is th- i think i can give you that yeah i think platinum is strong enough that it it overtakes it and i think which and i'm i can't believe that i'm using it's a sequel as a criticism because i would love to see more pokemon game sequels i would love to see here's this region 5 10 15 20 years on but for for this recommendation list i think it works against it unfortunately mm-hmm. just such a shame such a shame um x and y i <laughs> I, I I don't th- I don't think you can be ah, X and Y. It's so rough. I lo- I really I really want to love this game. <laughs> but do you <laughs> not? Where I land on it? It's okay. 
Okay, so for me, this is S tier. Like, it, it's, oh, it, it, yes, no. yes. No. It literally, okay, right, we're going to take the Pokemon experience, we're going to move it to the 3DS. Okay, we're going to Im- we're going to bring with it um, Mega Evolutions, which there's a reason why people keep saying they want Mega Evolutions and why they are in so many ROM hacks, because people love Mega Evolutions. The fact that... Um, you know, the story's really... Oh, you know what? Now I'm getting 18 now. The story's now. Sorry. not good. No, the story's no, not so- good. The gyms aren't good. The game is so ridiculously easy. The level... Yes. You know, we talk about the level curves. The level curves compared to your Pokemon leveling up is yep. garbage. You will just sweep this game. <sighs> yeah, you Megas will. Megas are like an instant win button. Are they cool? Yes. yes. Are they an instant win button? Unfortunately. And I'll tell you what, playing through this game, it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, do I have to really sit here and watch the animation again? Okay. I so, think it has the strongest decks. I think of all the new Pokemon it adds. Yes. I don't think there's a bad one amongst them. No. And that's why I really, really want it to be a high rated game. Okay. But it's just not for me. But again, this okay. is also one of those where this is the first game I recommend to people. This is, and that's that's where the, this line gets really odd because if somebody goes, "Oh, my child is coming up to Pokemon. They mm. they're interested. What game should they get first? X and Y, because it's three D. Yeah, it has all the mechanics. All the other games are going to have. Yeah, but it's easy enough for them to get through and not struggle with it. Yeah, and like. You know, some of the other criticisms are, you know, he has loads of megas. Most of them are locked post-game. Oh, he is, he is the first gym. You've beaten the first gym. Oh, yeah, you're probably playing for another five hours before you get to the second gym. Um, because that, that gap between the two is so weird. Um, strong legendaries. Really good, enjoyable Elite Four and enjoyable champion. If she is a little bit too easy, but I still enjoy it. The music's fantastic. The graphics... You know, the Pokemon models, yeah, they were a bit lifeless, but if you take that out of it, like, it's doing well on the 3DS. Are the better 3DS-looking games? Yes, but I still think, you know, it, it holds up. Um, I, you know, I'm cycling, but I said it was an S-tier. I think I said that with nostalgia in mind because I, I still maintain I, it's... I love this game. I love X and Y. Absolutely love it. I I can't see it being in the b tier despite the criticisms because i think there's a no i'd argue it's top it's top of b top of b see i was going to go towards lower a potentially after platinum but i could would okay i need to figure this out now would i play x and y over ruby and sapphire oh it's weird because i would play x and y over black and white too but i wouldn't play over Ruby and Sapphire, but I think that's a nostalgia thing for me. Um, See, I think it rates lower than Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, now that I think about the criticisms, a lot of the criticisms of X and Y Ruby and Sapphire don't have. I would play this over Gold and Silver. I think think it's the top of B tier. I think it's the top of B tier. I think I'll give you that. And again, that's one of those, much like Gold and Silver, I love them. Yeah. I wish I could recommend it more. Hmm. And X yeah. and Y is one of those, I want to love it more than I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, I think that's Agreed. where B kind of lies, is the, <laughs> these, these, these are clearly flawed, mm. but there's still something about them. 
and maybe oh with that in mind does does scarlet violet get bumped up to the bottom of b if that's what we're saying b <laughs> yeah, is no, know, clearly flawed but i but i want to love it because it okay. does have something we'll, I, we'll leave it where it is we'll come back to it yeah I, yeah agreed agreed <laughs> so omega ruby alpha alpha sapphire i i am confident saying this is s tier because agreed it's it's a better experience than emerald you get the Delta episode or whatever the episode is at the end of Scarlet and Violet with, you know, Rayquaza is coming. Um, no, not Rayquaza. Deoxys is coming. Um, you get a lot of the features of X and Y rolled into this. So the 3D, the Mega Revolutions, Primal. Like, I know Megas, people talk about Megas. People don't talk about Primal Revision enough because that, I know it's just Mega Revolution, but the fact that it ties in so nicely to Kyoga and Groudon's story. Um, it it just elevates the Gen 3 games, unlike BDSP, which didn't elevate. So I think it goes into S tier. The difficulty is where it sits in that S tier. So here's the thing. I think Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire is the game I have played the most in the last few years yeah it's just so easy to pick up and run through and i think you could you could recommend it to anyone and yeah you know it's got all the mechanics in it it's got megas in it it's got the 3d i so so this is where i would than heart gold soul silver i Okay, so as much as I love a Legends Arceus, I think if you're talking about the definitive Pokemon experiences, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, because Legends Arceus, while I love it, I can admit that it's not the traditional Pokemon experience. I like the experience, but I can admit that, you know, it's not like Legends Arceus compared to all the rest, they are very not very different. They are different enough to go, oh, you want one that's built more around catching side quests, typical RPG? take that one or you want the traditional you know monster catching experience leveling up become the very best omega ruby alpha sapphire if i had to recommend one to somebody who just i just want pokemon that's just what i want so so i'd go would you say omega ruby alpha sapphire is the best pokemon game ever made i think i would you know you would yeah i would yeah i would would. okay okay here's where i (laughs) land on it i i definitely think it's up there yeah I struggled to put it over Legends Arceus, but I think with the argument you've made, it's because Legends Arceus fundamentally requires its own tier. Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. I personally think it's a better time, but I agree with what you're saying in that if somebody's like, I like Pokemon, what Pokemon game should I play? Hmm. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire is the best Pokemon game. Yeah. Legends Arceus is the best Pokemon experience. Yes, that makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 They they, I, they are very they are very different. Okay. Oh, I, I, okay. I'll I'll land with you there. Yeah. Sun, Sun and moon. moon. Um 
Sun and Moon, you know what? Right, I'm just going to say this. Sun and Moon gets a lot of hate for what I think is quite a fun, enjoyable experience, despite the issues with it. I, I can admit it has issues. It has cutscenes out the wazoo, but the fact that you, you know, it, it tried to mix up a lot of things. Oh, you don't want the traditional gym experience? Totems. Slightly different, but it's different enough that I enjoy it. Um, the fact I think that you, Totems are better than Titans. Agreed. 100% agree with you there. Yep, Titan. I thought Titans were going to be totems were better. What we got is is a subpar experience um, to what was introduced in Sun and Moon. Um, I think, you know, we've. I, I struggle to recall a professor that has been so strikingly strong out the gate. Mm-hmm. I think the. The introduction in that game, while slow, is strong. I mean, you say slow, we're talking four hours to get off the first island. Yeah, but I think it's a strong four hours in terms of... I don't don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it is. I think everything after that is great. Okay. I think those first four hours drag. Drag. I can can understand that. I... Okay, let's okay. Pokemon because we've spoken about you know the the Pokedex of other games. I think this is one of the weaker ones because it's yes. The- I think it leans on regional variants far too hard. Yes. I think a lot of the new Pokemon introduced weren't that great. Yeah, I think there are some good Pokemon designs and good typings throughout the game. You know, you talk about Incineroar, like great great design there's a reason why people love it but a lot of like middle or first form evolutions for a lot of the pokemon are just boring dull designs we've seen them before we've seen variations of them before kind of felt like they were scraping the bottom of the barrel even though they weren't we know how their design favorite regional bird is two cannon name me one yeah (laughs) yeah no agrees um i what what else have we got to discuss? The Ultra Beasts, though. Ultra Beasts, I think, are a strong addition they to Pokemon. They are, but I, again, think that Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon nails that so much better. Agreed. I agree with you there. it introduces more of them. It introduces Ultra Space. It introduces um, the Ultra Recon Squad and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It changes up the story just enough. Um, the one thing I will say is Lily is better in Sun and Moon than she is in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Okay. Uh, her just character arc flows a lot better. Right. Um, as for characters, I think it's really strong. I think Gladion's great. I think yep. the Aether Foundation are really, really fun. As you say, Kukui's amazing. Yeah. How I think gets more hate than is deserved. But and I, I can understand I, why people don't like him. It, it's annoying, really, because how... Like, I... So I played... Sun and Moon were one of the last games I played. So, unfortunately, like, him and Hop, I see the simul- similarities there, but only from a... I played Sword first. And I think Hop's more fleshed out. Yes. How is just happy. And the thing is, there's even oh. moments where how goes, oh, I, I didn't even beat my granddad. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing the island trial. I've already failed. <laughs> just but I'm allowed to continue because nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. I. Uh, okay. I. Where would I put this? 
where would you put this? Because I'm struggling at the, this point. I can't decide if it's... I don't think it's bad <laughs> enough to be C tier. No. But, but no, at the I same think it's time... it's got enough going for it. But Z moves, Z moves are just not great, are they? <sighs> no. They're, like, they're as not. somebody who complained about Mega Evolutions taking too long, I still think that's cool. Yeah. I think Z moves, I stopped using them. Z moves is one of them where it works in the anime. Absolutely works in the anime. Love it in the anime. In the game, like, it, it's like, okay, we got Megas. Let's take a step back. Right. Okay. And I know Megas was still in this game, but. Yeah, not throughout the main story, they're not, though. No. I, so, I, I, for me, this is B tier. Would I, I, it's B tier, and I, I actually would recommend Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee over this. I think, yeah. Uh, once again, I am either side of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. You know what I'm thinking more and more of this? Pikachu and Eevee is, and I know it's not in our tier list, but it feels like it is like middle of the ground. Like it's just, there to kind of go there's things that are better things that are worse but if you just want something that is like baseline (laughs) baseline you've got let's go pikachu and eevee which is bizarre to think about i i I think honestly that makes perfect sense to me and that's kind of how i've always thought of let's go pikachu and eevee yeah so yeah on that note yeah no i think you're right i think it's just below let's go pikachu and eevee i agree with you there Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, though. As someone that is still playing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I'm doing the wormhole shiny hunting technique, like, I'm still playing this game, which is ridiculous. I'm playing a game that is... What, when did it come out? I don't, like, 20... Ago. Yeah, I, I can't remember when it came out. And I'm still playing this. I want to say. About that, yeah. Um, might have been 2017. When did might we have get been. No, sorry, 2015, 2016 might have been Sun and Moon. Yeah, yes, yes. Because three years later we got Sword and Shield in 2020. Yes. So 2017 Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out, I think. Someone will tell me if I'm wrong in the comments. Someone, someone will tell you. you. Let us know in the comments. Come on, we need the Yeah, advice. yeah. Yeah! Um, <laughs> like, I think it adds enough to really elevate the game. Agreed. I think uh, the whole Necrozma storyline is great. I think the Ultra Recon Squad are a fantastic addition, and as you mm-hmm. say, Ultra Space is just amazing. It's like it's, gorgeous. it's a reason to keep playing the game. Yeah, agreed. Which not all of these have. For me, okay, I think it is towards the top end of B. Suddenly, agreed. I would make the argument. I do think. X and Y are a stronger experience pre-game, but Ultra Sun Ultra Moon has the better post-game. Yes, oh! yes. And the thing is, as a recommendation, mm. you've got to consider that the vast majority of people don't play post-game. They just don't. No, they, they, don't do, play they the don't. story yeah. and then they're done. Yeah. Um, I think X and Y is a much easier story to get through. Mm-hmm. I think Sun and Moon has some really hard fights. The Necrozma fight is so, so good. Mm. And is like a roadblock for a lot of people. Which I enjoy. Yeah, agreed. But it still has that four hours at the very start where it just... It's a slog. Yeah. And you it know holds what? it back for me. If you could take the difficulty and the post-game and 
meld them into X and Y, which we might have got with Z, that would be like a great. That'd that be would ele- Yeah, that would elevate it. Um, I th- I personally think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon sits below X and Y, but above Gold and Silver. Uh, yeah. once again, I am either side of that game, so mm. I will happily give that to you. Hey, okay. Shall we? Shall we run through? Well, from... it, here you go. Quick, quickly, as we're looking okay. at it, is there okay. anything here that seems out of place? <sighs> um, and the only thing I can think is maybe on. Scarlet and Violet needs to be higher. Does it? Is it really worse than Pokemon Yellow? No, I no, it it's not. Is it better? So, <sighs> Scarlet and Violet is Scarlet and Violet better than Sun and Moon? And I, I, I think there's enough in Scarlet and Violet where it does actually leapfrog Sun and Moon in terms yeah. of Scarlet and Violet, like innovated in terms of it's open world. You can do it. You can technically do it in whatever order you want. It's got strong characters. It's got the you know the um, Area Zero side of it, which is isn't a post game, but you could see it as a post game. Um, yeah, I think Scarlet and Violet leapfrogs Sun and Moon, but I still think is a weaker experience. I, I think Let's I Go definitely Pikachu think it's lower than baseline. Yeah, yes, which is what agreed. We're considering uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I, yeah, I think it's lower than baseline, but it's, okay. it's definitely a strong contender. Okay, stronger. We- I, which which isn't bad compared to where we had it when we initially put it in. Yeah, <laughs> it just no, threw agreed. a couple of things in the middle there and went. Nah, actually. Other than that. I think this is probably about right from where I'm standing. As I say, I think Legends Arceus really deserves its own tier because it's that much different, but I'm happy yeah. where it is. Shall we Shall we go through these for the audio listeners on podcast from bottom to mm-hmm. top? And I can't believe that we're about to say that the, the worst Pokemon game, according to least this best. list, least, least best, least best, because they're all good um, and they're all playable, they're all enjoyable. Um, so the, the least best game is Red and Blue. Yep. Then it's Brilliant... Uh, no, then it's uh, Diamond and Pearl. Then it's Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So they're all in the C tier. Now we move up to the B tier. So the lowest in the B tier is... Uh, Pokemon Yellow, then it's Pokemon Sun and Moon, then it's Scarlet and Violet, then it's Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, then it's Crystal, then it's Gold and Silver, then above that is Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and then the top of the B tier is X and Y. Now we move on to the A tier. So at the the lower end of the A tier is Ruby and Sapphire, then above that is Black 2, White 2, above that is Pokemon Platinum, Above that is Pokemon Emerald, and then the top of the A tier is Pokemon Sword and Shield. And now we move into the S tier, so the lowest in the S tier is Black and White. Above that is Fire Red and Leaf Green. Above that is Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Above that is Legends Arceus, and the winner of this tier list, the best Pokemon game to give to somebody if you want to recommend a game, is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And looking at this, you you know what strikes me is the fact it's that how we top were... heavy it is. Um, no. What for me is we were robbed of BDSP. Like, yep. we have we have three of the, uh, the three remakes. Three of the four remakes are in S tier. 
BDSP is in the C tier because it just it's a nothing sandwich. It is just a coat paint. Whereas all the other ones are all the other remakes are improvements. They elevate, they improve, they innovate, they bring things from the later generations and put them into what was the base game. BDSP does none of that. And when you consider BDSP came out after Sword and Shield and so close to Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet, and yet it it's just there. It's such a shame. Because like it, I can see an alternative, you know, when you alternative reality, like it's in S tier and it is competing with Auras. Yeah. It should have um, done. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it really should have done. I mean, you think, yeah, you're right. Pretty much all of the remakes are in S tier. Wow. Yeah. Other yeah. than Let's Go Eevee. But that's what I meant, sorry, by it being top heavy. Oh, okay. Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, we have outright said, is our baseline. That's the middle of the road. Yep. And out of the, what, 21 uh, titles yeah. here, there are six below baseline. Which that's speaks- pretty good going. <laughs> Yeah, for for Pokemon games as a franchise, I think that speaks volumes of while people may have criticisms, valid criticisms of each generation, they are overall, each of them, a strong game in some regards. Some stronger than others, some having more stronger elements of those games. But overall, like the the like when you look at this, you do think, oh, you know what? While we might have criticisms. So many of these games are so strong. When Even when you take nostalgia out of them, they still deliver fantastic experiences. I'd be That's really interested. I'd be really interested to know what other people think. Let us, let oh, yeah, us know. We're going to get chewed ways. out, and I'm fully ready for it. We, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we are absolutely <laughs> going to get chewed out. But of course, you, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know down below. Like, what do you agree with? What do you disagree with? What are your, you know, rankings? If you want to do a full one to 21, let us know. Um, if you are, you know, an audio listener over on, you know, Spotify, Acast, whatever it might be, uh, you can let us know by emailing God and pod at gmail.com by leaving it on our discord channel or by using the hashtag goldenrod pod on twitter connor we are coming up to one minute 37 shall we leave the guessing game one for next week seven one did one i say one minute seven <laughs> <laughs> whoa we, we we went through that really we blitzed fast. through that hey wow that was easy yes we can leave the guessing game till next week <laughs> fantastic i really enjoyed this and i would actually enjoy doing more tier lists at some point in the future i think so um, i think we've got to touch this again yeah let us know what you'd like us to do for tier list you know what i would love to do as a tier list champions i would love to do yes. a champion oh, tier list yes so much fun that would be um that's the show for this week if you've gotten this far you just top dollar aren't you uh, as always before you go we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice and if you're watching on youtube leave a like as it really helps out the podcast connie where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoeing Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoeing on Twitter. Um, we'll be back for another week of Pokemon. But we'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya. <laughs> You've done this how long now? I know. <laughs> <laughs>